0: Hello and welcome to the Beams podcast, where we interview a member of our community about a list close to their heart. My name's Chelsea and I'm an editor here. For those that don't know, Beams is an app that helps you create lists of recommendations, inspirations and stories to share with your friends, just like my guest this week. In this episode, I'm interviewing the wonderful Patrick, known as the Frenchy Gardener, an urban gardener based in Berlin. Patrick uses beams to share lists about his passion for gardening from the bounty he grows on his balcony to the documentaries he watches for inspiration. We talked about his list the benefits of urban gardening and how his passion has changed his life for the better, tips for how you can get started and the importance of really good soil. Let's take it away. Hi Patrick, welcome to The Beams podcast. We are really excited to have you here today to talk about your list, the amazing benefits of urban gardening. And I thought sort of to jump in straight away, could you explain for the unacquainted, what is urban gardening? Um, You know, how would you explain it to a stranger? And how did you get into it? And I guess, what do you typically grow on your balcony?
1: Sure. Firstly, thanks for uh, having me. Glad to talk about uh, urban gardening today. So, uh urban gardening it's really about growing your uh, your own food at home basically if you live in a big city it's every space inside this urban area where you can grow your food so you can think about community gardens you can think about rooftops you can think about uh, shared uh garden or in my case like also balcony because i'm growing everything on my balcony and full in pots and so the great thing about urban gardening is that actually you quickly realize you don't need a huge garden to grow and even in a small space you can grow a lot of different things a lot of different varieties and across many seasons.
0: Amazing and so how did you get into urban gardening what was your first calling? Yeah
1: so pretty randomly (laughs) I did not have any gardening experience before and I think you know I was doing what a lot of people are doing late spring just to go and buy some flowers for the balcony and at the entrance of this shop, there were like so many seeds, but not only flowers. There were like uh, seeds of uh, lettuce, radishes, tomatoes. And then I was looking at everything. And I'm from Paris. I'm French. So, of course, you know, French, we, we love good food. And so, and I was always like trying like, oh, I love like eating fresh lettuce and French radishes. And I have actually a balcony. So why not trying it? And I just bought, you know, some pots, some soil <laughs> and some seeds. And I started like this. Um, and uh And yeah, it's like over time, it clearly uh, became a true passion, like uh, not to say like my core passion, I have to say.
0: Yeah, and it seems like such a spontaneous decision. You just saw it one day and here you are, you know, (laughs) how many years later. Talking about urban gardening, so it's really, really amazing journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I think like my biggest learning so far, it's really that urban gardening is really accessible. And even if you don't have uh, prior knowledge around like uh, planting a seed and growing something, you can really, like, uh, learn by doing. And I think this is, like, the most important advice, you know, I would give to uh, to new people is to really, like, yeah, just start the journey. And maybe in six months, you'll get your uh, balcony full of amazing tomatoes, lettuce, fresh radishes, <laughs> courgettes, aubergine. Like, it will turn into a, a very cute urban jungle, I would say.
0: And those are kind of vegetables that you grow in your garden. Or not just vegetables. Is there anything else other than vegetables that you grow
1: Yeah, like actually I'm growing also like some uh, fruits, but actually tomatoes are considered as fruits because they grow out of a flower. So botanically speaking, they are considered as a fruit. But yeah, I'm also growing like uh, strawberries, raspberries. I was growing also like some uh, physalis this summer. So yeah, like there are like so many to, I would say varieties to explore. The main point is that when you start gardening, it's super hard to limit yourself, but you have to limit yourself because you have a limited space.
0: (laughs) amazing and yeah and herbs as well i guess you know not just fruit and vegetables but herbs you're growing as well right yeah yeah.
1: like uh, kitchen herbs uh, it's actually also very easy Uh, but uh, you can really uh, start you know with uh, basil parsley coriander they are very easy ones to grow But actually, I would recommend to start with vegetable because I feel that it's kind of easier, actually, to start with a bigger vegetable versus like some uh, small kitchen herbs. But um, that's just my feeling, right?
0: All right. But why is it easier, would you say, to grow uh, vegetables first rather than herbs?
1: I think that the the vegetable, if you take like, for instance, a courgette uh, plant, it becomes a massive plant. It becomes a, a really strong plant. So to get killed, like if there is a disease on this plant, you see it coming. And I feel with small kitchen herbs or with a small basil plant, uh, I would say you make the mistake like pretty quickly. So yeah, I don't know why. I always found like more easier like to, to start like with uh, with big vegetable. But uh, but if you want to start, I mean, you can start already with lettuce. Like it's an amazing vegetable to start with. You can start also with radishes and everyone can grow it. It's like super easy and of course, super yummy also. Mm,
0: well, I guess it's just natural biology. The bigger, stronger plants are kind of harder to kill so it makes total sense that that's an easier uh, plant to start off with so we're going to jump into the list and the list is reasons to start urban gardening so I thought it would be the best way to go about this interview was to just go through your reasons and the first one is to do with the colour green and your own personal motto which I love is everyone has a green thumb so why is it that the colour green has a benefit to us?
1: Yeah so actually green if you think about it it's it's a color like of nature and according studies like the vision of green is improving our relaxation it's also improving our concentration so it means you know by if we can have a deeper concentration by just observing green it means also we we feel in a safe space uh, in a way and there are also amazing studies showing that on kids having daily contacts with a green color makes their cognitive and their brain evolve in a much better way versus not having green so i think it's pretty fascinating it's i think a message also that nature is a kind of sending us and we need to be closer to nature and being closer to nature like is improving our uh, well-being that's for sure
0: Mm, And it's especially important, I guess, with urban gardening is we don't see enough green in our cities. Yeah. So that's really uh, important to to try and bring it into your home as much as you can if you live in this big concrete jungle. Yes,
1: exactly. And it's true that, uh, you know, living in a city, of course, like as you say, it's like a concrete jungle that you can turn into also a green jungle if you want. And I think that having more green, being surrounded by green, just bringing you closer to nature and and i mean it's really accessible to uh, to everyone and so i would really encourage everyone to bring some more green in their life uh and it's often easy in the stressful uh, life of us living in big cities that you really lose this connection with nature so that's why urban gardening is a great way to go back to the roots and uh, and have some relaxation i would say mm,
0: and that's it and you're you're teaching everyone to have a green thumb right i'm
1: trying <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, if like uh, regarding your first question, like how did you start? I really realized that just by doing, you really like develop this, uh, this green thumb. And it's like cycling in a way. You learn cycling and the more you're training and the more you're making cycling, like the better you are. And this is a bit in our DNA in a sense, you know, like that your ability to do cycling, like this is like that. And I think this is exactly the same with green, having a green thumb. Uh, We all have one. We all have one. And often people, they think, yeah, I don't have a green thumb because, you know, uh, the cactus of their aunt died or uh, the basil, you know, that they bought at uh, the supermarket is like uh, just died after two days. And they're like, oh, no, I don't have a green thumb. Actually, everyone should remove that from their mind because... It's normal. Like if the basil is dying, it's normal. You just buy it in a grocery store. Eat. The purpose of it is not to become a big plant. It's just to eat it, you know. And a cactus is so very specific, you know. If you start uh, urban gardening, if you start just growing some lettuce, some radishes, some tomatoes, you really develop uh, this confidence, I would say, that uh, really gives you like the, the will to continue. And I'm really like fully convinced. It's just we don't learn at school how to grow food but we all have a green term and we can all do it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, that there should be more gardening classes. And I just want to pick up on that basil from the supermarket. I think one thing, or maybe it's me being cynical, but, you know, the supermarket wants you to go back and buy more basil. So, you know, that's the reason why it doesn't stay alive or people don't know how to make it stay alive, you know. So it's it's better to learn to... To look after that, and then you don't have to rely on them so much.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and actually, like, there are super easy methods that I can uh, share in super short videos that uh, really like, just buying one basil at the grocery store, just by making some cuttings, you can regrow your uh, own basil at home so that you don't have to go back to the grocery store to buy new basil, actually. So, you know, na- nature is perfectly made. You, know? you can really propagate some plants and, uh, and just grow it yourself at home.
0: I know millions of people are going to need that. for sure. (laughs) The next reason on your list, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but that urban gardening doesn't just sort of connect you to nature through the green colour of it, but also the seasons. That's something that really kind of struck me about your content is, really connected with the seasons, and you have to be. And I just want to know, in what way do you feel connected with them, and how does that benefit you?
1: Yeah, I think totally transparent. Before, I had no notion of seasons, like, of course, about the weather, you know. (laughs) Like, I mean, I was noticing the seasons, but I was not, like, linking the season with food. And the main reason is that everywhere you go in grocery stores and you can find tomatoes uh, or any vegetables or any fruits, like, almost all year long. So, you don't have this notion of seasons, um, and I think that when you garden and when you start uh, gardening, you really notice that basically you don't dictate you know like your rhythm to nature, it's nature that really gives its uh, own rhythm, and so we just have to adapt and follow and I think that we should just acknowledge uh, that eating tomatoes all year long this is not normal, this is not a normal process I mean. This is possible, for sure, because uh, you can grow tomatoes all year long if you want. But it leads to many, uh, I would say, uh, non-healthy and non-sustainable ways uh, to get tomatoes. So, for instance, it's um, growing tomatoes off-soil. It's uh, using hybrid seeds. It's using GMO. It's using artificial uh, lamps. And all of that leads to... Overconsumption over to produce a tomato. Uh, and also think about your tomato that travels in a plane, you know, uh, like kilometers and kilometers on a plane, uh, just so that you can have a tomato in December and eat your tomato in December. Fine, but honestly, what is the purpose? And I think I made really deep research around that, and, uh, and I was really shocked uh, when I actually saw that in about 60 years, tomatoes have lost... 50% of vitamin C.
0: Oh, my God. And yeah. I just want to pause on that again. In 60 years, tomatoes have lost 50% of their vitamin C. I mean, that's a huge, huge reduction in, in their health value. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I fully agree. And that's, and that's unfortunate. And at some point, you know, we also, as consumers, have to get a responsibility in this. We have also to acknowledge that we can't continue like this uh, because these tomatoes that you can buy in December fine Uh, okay eat them but they have no taste Uh, i mean they like they taste water you know Uh, and they are made to be a perfect marketing tool like uh, super uh, red very nice looking but the soul is missing (laughs) and i feel you know like Mm -hmm. if as consumer we act differently it would change and by gardening it really helps you also to to develop this consciousness i would say Mm,
0: totally agree And, and also you mentioned the taste I mean, is that something that you now can really tell the difference since you started growing your own tomatoes, for example? Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, and this is actually, you know, pretty rewarding because the time you spend gardening is a great time. It's a great time of relaxation. And after when you harvest your own veggies, the taste is amazing. And of course, if you grow organically uh, and also with organic seeds, you know, but if you do that, really rediscover the taste of uh, of veggies. And uh, I would say it was yeah, last year when I harvested a cucumber. I was like, mm. oh, cucumbers have a taste, actually. They have a taste. <laughs> like, uh, they have a taste. And really, like, this was for me, like, it was the first time in my life when I was like, oh, okay, there is really a taste. There is really, like, a, a nuance uh, that you cannot uh, taste, you know, in veggies that you buy at the grocery store. And tomatoes, it's a delight. Like, I mean... Uh, so many different varieties. So many—the flesh also is totally different, like from uh, very soft uh, to uh, like sometimes it's very precise. Like uh, so, you have a full, like big range of uh, of taste uh, that you that you really discover by gardening.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, this is such a revelation. To, I think to a lot of people, cucumber is no. <laughs> Kind of like the water vegetables, right? It does seem so neutral, but it, I think it would be surprising to a lot of people to know that cucumber does have its own flavour that we're perhaps missing out on by having it mass consumed.
1: I think it should be the title of the podcast, right? (laughs) Cucumbers have a taste.
0: (laughs) I know, that's like clickbait, isn't it? Find out the taste of cucumber. (laughs) Exactly. The big mystery of life, the taste of cucumber. (laughs) Actually, that leads us really well on to the next reason that you spoke about, which is healthy eating and the ways that, how do you incorporate the food that you grow into the meals that you eat?
1: Again, you know, like nature is dictating a a reason, you know. So when you grow, sometimes you will have like a a lot of tomatoes one day. The next day, maybe no tomatoes, but maybe you will have lettuce. So it's really adapting to the rhythm of nature. And of course, it's really, I would say, um, forcing you, but in a good way, uh, to cook more. So you harvest a vegetable. It's like... Super cool experience and so rewarding to harvest your own vegetable, firstly. Uh, secondly, like just, you know, having a little taste and after you can like uh, cook it. And I think gardening also leads you to more healthy cooking. For instance, this year I started for the first time to make my own tomato sauce. And uh, I started also to cook fresh peas. And actually when I was cooking fresh peas, I found it not normal that I had to look uh, online for the recipe to cook fresh peas, you know. And it's so simple, right? But it was the first time I was like eating fresh peas, like, uh, and that I was cooking them because before it was always like going in a grocery store and buying, you know, cans of, of of peas or something like this. So
0: yeah, all the frozen ones as well. It's you never would buy. I've never myself bought fresh peas from a supermarket, and it's it's impossible.
1: Yeah, and this is why uh, I think gardening is really adding value because you really go back to the roots <laughs> and to your own roots, you know, and. Uh, uh, this cooking experience is great for me. Well, of course, I'm not a chef, you know. <laughs> right now, I focus myself on uh, <laughs> on growing organic veggies, uh, and that's already very good. But I think I love cooking, uh, and I love like uh, experiencing also some, uh, some new recipes. And I think, again, what we say is it's definitely more healthy also. By growing your own vegetables, by growing your own fruits, uh, you don't want to poison yourself, right? So... You don't want to add pesticides in what you're growing. So you want to grow super organically. Uh, and the great point is that you know where your food comes from. <laughs> it's come from your balcony. And you grow it yourself. And so it's such a pleasure, you know, to, to just see the food chain and just to go on your balcony, take some food, cook it, eat it, discover like a super cool flavor. And, and the best thing is when you share it with friends, of course, uh, and, and that you see that. They are, like, uh, they are having a great time, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and do you have any favorite recipes that you like to share with your friends?
1: Actually, I, uh, I don't have a lot of favorite recipes because I'm not that great at cooking right now. Often adding like olive oil. So I'm really making like super basic recipes, but I love to eat uh, the veggies uh, kind of raw because they have such an amazing taste that's adding cream, adding like other things into it would, for me, kill the taste. So olive oil, some uh, salt, pepper, some basil herb on it is more than enough for me. So very simple in a row.
0: Simple and and that's all you need. Mm -mm. Simple is best sometimes, right? And so you say as well in in your list that, you know, you have the healthy eating benefits, but on your mental health as well, you say that gardening can relieve stress and anxiety. And I think that's particularly true in an urban environment when we, you know, have fast-paced lives. Um, do you use gardening as a means of unwinding from your day-to-day life?
1: Actually, yes. And I clearly realized it over time that when I finish, like, uh, my work, I need this little time, you know, of uh, when you want to decompress, when you want to expulse uh, a bit, like the the stress that is caused by uh, your work, that is caused also by. The busy city and the noises and I think gardening is great for that because you're active and you're passive at the same time meaning that you take care about your plants so you know you have like to add uh, some compost into the soil you have like uh, yeah to do a lot of thing in the garden around Uh, and at the same time it's a bit of uh, contemplation because you also have to observe uh, your plant growing Uh, you have to observe them because You don't want, you know, disease to spread into your plants. You don't want some pests eating before you, uh, your your veggies. So there is a lot of observation. And I think in this observation moment, I really realized that it became my kind of meditation. Yeah, just to watch, just to have your moment for you, uh, not be connected, you know, uh, with, uh, even with others. I, I mean, for me, gardening is really like my own moment when I make my little meditation.
0: It's like you're making time for yourself, and that's so valuable in this day and age as well. Put yourself first by doing your gardening and, and, you know, with no other distractions. Yeah,
1: it's the kind of moment that um, we all need, you know, at a point, even if we have a stressful life or not, but we all need this kind of uh, personal moment or personal connection, and I think it really brought... um, yeah, my relaxation level to, uh, led me to a great place because now I can really like find some peace, you know, after a very stressful day in the garden. And you really rediscover that yes, nature is giving you also this peace. Uh, and, uh, when you live in a city, uh, you don't have like nature everywhere. So I think it's great to just create your own little nature and, uh, and have your, uh, yeah, your kind of meditation spot for yourself so i would really encourage everyone to do it it's, uh, it's actually like super cool
0: yeah i'm sure there'll be many, many people trying it after this podcast another thing so we're kind of going from benefits to the personal self but you you said that urban gardening helps you to discover sustainable consciousness what do you mean by this
1: sustainable consciousness is uh it's a big topic you know and uh, to be fully transparent, if you also ask me the question, do you feel you are sustainable? I cannot answer you yes or no. Um, I feel we're all trying, uh, I think, to be more sustainable. With small little steps, we can make a big impact. But we have to realize these first small st- steps, I would say. So I feel that gardening is, is teaching you a bit more about sustainability and you re- quickly realize like you need an ecosystem to grow vegetables, even like when you live in a city. You need this ecosystem. You need flowers, these flowers that will be pollinated by uh, bees, and you need to attract the bees. So gardening is not only about growing vegetables. It's also about bringing into the equation some flowers. I love white flowers, and they are like a, a lot of amazing wildflowers that bees love, <laughs> so it's a great way to, to attract them. You need these bees because these bees, after they will go on your tomato plants and they will go on this flower and they will pollinate the flower. After that, they will go on your uh, courgette plants and they will pollinate also flowers. And it's only by that that it, it's giving birth to vegetables. So you really realize this full ecosystem and, and I think what struck me was the compost system. I don't know if you're composting at home but or not yet, but...
0: I was, okay. not lately, but yeah, I've dabbled in it, I would say. Okay, okay.
1: But if you start gardening, you will definitely start compost again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, and, uh, and yeah, for me, it was, like the, it was really the beauty of it. it was, um, so if you live in an apartment, you know, in a very small space, you can make some compost. And uh, there is a super cool system, which is called the Bokashi Compost, uh, so it's a small, you know, box. And every day you put your organic scraps into the Bokashi box. After that, there is like, of course, a decomposition process that will happen inside the box. And every week you will get a juice, so a compost juice. So don't drink it for sure. <laughs> like, don't drink it at all. Your plants love it, but it's not made for the gardener, I would say. And this compost juice is great because you can water your plants with it. It's full of nutrients. And after one month, When all the food scraps have decomposed inside the box, you can put the decomposed food scraps back into the soil and it's giving back life to the soil. And it will create some worms and worms will help to make your soil even healthier. It's really an ecosystem and I found it beautiful, you know, because parts of a vegetable or a fruit that you're not eating, you put it back into compost and then it will help to recreate other plants. So I think it's really, I think it's perfectly balanced.
0: We're all part of this cycle and I think that the urban gardening really helps people to realize that we're not at the top of the food chain, you know, that it's not a food chain, it's a food cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, you've really made the case for me now. I need to get into gardening, right? <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone who isn't gardening right now? Um,
1: yeah, just to try. Just to try and, uh, you know, start your own journey. I think now, like, there, there is a lot, you know, of uh, knowledge in gardening that is, like, uh, accessible uh, in books, maybe in podcasts now. <laughs> also, you know, like, uh, online, you have, like, amazing easy tips, you know, that you can uh, apply and, and start with. And I think... Again, remove from your mind that you don't have a green thumb uh, because of uh, bad experiences. We all have one, and we just have to try. and uh, And it's really after how you compose and how you observe nature and what you do, what your uh, gardening uh, mistakes can have impact, you know, on the plant, and then you don't do the, the same mistake again. So I would say, just try. You will learn very quickly. You will learn also very quickly from uh, mistakes because you know some plants they take weeks months to develop you know when you have like a tomato plant that is like three months old you don't want to make a mistake with these tomato plants you know so so I think you know it will force you to yeah to get some more learnings and I think now in social media like you have like um, an amazing like uh, knowledge sharing that is very accessible for everyone so so yeah my biggest advice would be go for it just try and even if you have very limited space. Just try. Like uh, start indoor. You know, there are very easy solutions to grow sprouts or microgreens indoor. You can do it, you know. Uh, if you have just a window, why not trying to, you know, in a window planter to just try some lettuce? It's very easy. Uh, and then if you have a balcony, like, yeah, just try other varieties. You will discover so much because you ask me like for my biggest advice. So <laughs> I will finally answer now. I would say for me, it's definitely the soil. I think the key is the soil. It's the most important component uh, of all. Also, I think remove from your mind that you don't have a green thumb because actually you don't have a green thumb if the soil is bad. Uh, And I think it's very linked. And so the soil is key, the soil is all. In the end, you're not feeding the plants. You're feeding your soil. And uh, when there is soil, uh, when there is life uh, in your soil, and that you recreate this ecosystem with Warms with compost with organic fertilizer that you're giving to your plants then your soil is feeding the plants and I think it's a very big distinction to do is you're not feeding your plants you're really feeding your soil so yeah that would be my biggest advice like have a great quality soil
0: yeah that's incredible advice because I think myself included a lot of people out there think you know when they water the plant they're watering you know the leaves on the plant but really you're right it's it's the soil that Gives the plant the nutrients.
1: Yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, and I think the bad growing experience often comes with a bad soil. You know, like uh, some people like without any knowledge, like me before, I was like, oh, okay, that's soil. Okay, so I can do whatever. You know, like with whatever with this soil. No, actually, a soil is it's living. You know, and. Uh, it needs nutrients, needs um, some air. It needs some breathing. And I mean, you you cannot start with a bad soil, or like it's like starting with like a, on the wrong side. You know, like a, the soil is key. It's like a, um, and it's I think like one of my uh, biggest investments uh, in terms of um, budgets, but also in terms of time is how to keep a healthy
0: soil. Mm, I think that if you don't want to start gardening now, after listening to that, I, I think that. You know, you're never gonna stop because that was so empowering to hear. And I think you're right; everyone does have a, have a green thumb. So that was amazing. Thank you so much, Patrick.
1: You're welcome, more than welcome. And happy to to share more about my passion. So thanks for having me.
0: Oh, amazing! Thank you very much again. And we look forward to checking out even more of your gardening tips on Beams. Sure. Thanks for listening to the Beams podcast, hosted by me, Chelsea Carter. It was co-produced by me, Chelsea Carter, and by Alan Sternberg. The music is by Alan Sternberg. If you'd like to share your own Beams, why not download the app today? You'll find us on the App Store by searching Beams. That's B-E-A-M-S. See you there.